We are I. I was having a conversation with a woman on the weekend who is, you know, in her late 60s. And this is a woman that I've talked to a few times in the past. And, you know, she just finished battling cancer. And, you know, she's from Saskatchewan. She's a farmer. And uh, it's amazing to me to when you get into an open conversation with somebody, you know, who, you know, is kind of in the, the health and wellness space, you know, from you know, decades ago. And this brings me to the point of this conversation is like before we were, you know, I think this was probably about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, we were talking about sauna and uh, the carnivore diet and stuff. And, you know, she really took it to heart because, you know, like after she went through her chemotherapy, like one thing that her doctor actually told her to do, you know, was to go start in the sauna, you know, and, he said to her, like, flat out, like, like, look, you know, we have to do this chemotherapy thing now. I'm not going to contradict, you know, anything with, you know, like, Western medicine. But I do have some things that I want to share with you after we go through this chemotherapy and stuff. And he was like, fair enough. Or she was like, fair enough. And one of those things was after was sauna. So she's just like, damn. She's like, I just had this conversation with Blake. And now my doctor's telling me this. There actually might be you know, a lot of lead to this. So she actually starts, you know, she starts working, you know, and going down to the rec center and using their sauna. I thought fucking like, how cool is that? You know, because this is somebody who's lived off the land and is steward of the land for, you know, generations and decades of her own life. And she said, you know, growing up in a small town in Saskatchewan that there was this man, you know, who had died like I think she said like 20 years ago now and he was old back then you know was huge into you know kind of more of like a meat primary diet with juices or you know powdered greens and stuff like that and he used to grow all his own stuff and you know make his own greens powders and you know make his own juices and all this kind of stuff and you know he was doing this way back when so it was enlightening for me to be able to hear that this style of diet that, you know, I've kind of worked myself into, which is, you know, meat primary, and then you have, you know, some supplemental calories from things like coconut oil and honey, and then you have a micronutrient, you know, supplement from, or supplementary micronutrients from a greens supplement, you know, hopefully working one day and making that uh, intravenously. But she said like, this man was like, crazy healthy into like the very later stages of his life, you know, into like the late 80s, early 90s. You know, so when I'm talking to her, you know, having this conversation with her and how open-minded she is when she's like, you know, talk to me about it, you know, and she's actually a nurse also by profession. And, you know, so I can get into the weeds, you know, of the physiology and you know, really talking about what's happening in the body. And she can understand this because this is all terminology that she's being around. So, you know, she can look at me and being like, well, this guy obviously has looked at this into detail. How educated he is about it is a different story, but at least he's gone into some detail for his argument. 
And, you know, and she knows that this philosophy works because, the, again, you know, small towns in, you know, the prairies of Alberta, when you're talking about people who thoroughly understand their body and who are living off the land are running systems like this. You know, and she also knows a little bit about history of humanity being like, yes, you know, like we do only really started eating carbohydrates and, you know, lots of fatty foods and, you know, calorie dense foods like cheeses is because we didn't have a whole lot of other food. You know, but like this is where people, I think I, where people run into it when you talk about ancestral eating, it's like, yes, ancestral eating, but to the degree of remembering like that's all the food that we had access to, you know, but based on what we know now, like what is the most efficient system of that? It's like, you know, we didn't design the Model T Ford and forever just had Model T Fords. Well, that's like people with diet and nutrition, especially the people who want to eat ancestrally. You know, why don't you look at what the advancements can be in conjunction with the ancestral eating. Like there's a lot of stuff ancestrally ancestrally that we ate that yes, we want to pull out of that. But that doesn't mean that you go back to that same archaic system. There had to have been some advancement along the way because take example, intravenous um, vitamin supplementation. Well, we know through IV supplementation, you can get like 100x, 200x, 300x um, absorption of different vitamins and minerals compared to what you can orally or topically. So there's an advancement that people ancestrally didn't have access to IV vitamin drips, but we do. So and there you go. There's your, your Tesla, your electric car, or you know your Porsche, your Ferrari, your Lamborghini compares to the Model T Ford. You know, you have to take some of these principles that we, you know, from an era of time when food quality was higher. Because this is the thing about ancestral eating is that food quality was higher, but food abundance wasn't there. Now we have food abundance and the food quality is lower. So how can we get the happy medium between having food quality and an abundance of that quality but not the abundance that we then end up overeating and then diabetes, heart disease, and obesity are some of the chronic problems that our society faces today, especially in Western culture. So these are the things. Like This is the happy balance. It's like, okay, well, once we have food quality and an abundance of that quality, which we do now, if you can see the forest through the trees, well, now that we have those two, how can you refine that down? And to me, like that's where these things for me really come into play is, okay, well, I can get my quality. I can have my quality there because meat and meat proteins have always been highly sought after. It's just they've never been easy to get. Well, now, scratch that off the list. We have that now. You can seek out good quality meat. You can. It's in abundance. And now, how do you work the other sides of those systems? How do you perfect the other sides of those systems? Well, you know, this is where you get into, you know, is it better? And this is my challenge to everybody. Like, is it better to eat, you know, fruits and vegetables that are covered in chemicals, specifically like glyphosate, but, you know, and they're also sprayed with things to help prevent them from rotting. They're also 
picked before their vine ripened to prevent them from rotting. So is it better to eat that shit? Like, yes, your next step from there is obviously locally grown and, you know, locally grown spray free and, you know, pesticide, herbicide free, like all this other stuff. Like, yes, okay, now we can go into that. But when we look at, you know, then soil quality, well, we know it's only the plants are only going to get a lot of their nutrients from soil quality. Okay, well, then you get into hydroponics. Well, is it locally grown, spray-free hydroponic systems? Well, maybe, maybe that's even better. But again, what's past that? Like, we're past all this shit now. We truly, legitimately are past all of this. And this is where you get into some of these extremely high-quality greens supplements, which, again... With green supplements, there's also like the locally grown hydroponic stuff. And there's also the bottom of the barrel grown who knows where, picked well before it was vine ripened, sprayed with all a bunch of shit. Yes, you got to go through those weeds too. How can you eliminate that? Obviously the IV. However, the IV is expensive. There's a, there's a cost barrier there. It goes back to having not a lot of access to meat, having to, you know, hunt for your own meat, you know, having to go days and weeks and months maybe without meat. Like that's like IV drips now. We need to find a way to be able to bring that to the masses. How do you do that? Well, you know, that system's obviously going to come because it's getting super popular now. So these are the things I think that we need to be a lot more open-minded to is you can't keep preaching. This is what annoys me about dietitians and nutritionists is they're sitting around and they're preaching archaic models. They're like, you know, 80-20 rules. It's like, what the fuck is that? Like how archaic is 80-20? You know, how archaic is it that, you know, you want to go back and run these same systems, you know, for from decades ago? When we have all this access to information now, what's exponentially better? Or, you know, like I said, if you're a proponent of eating all these fruits and vegetables, but, you know, not doing the things like what Dr. Paul Saladino said, it's like, great, you know, eat some of them. But if simply if you take the skin off most things, it's going to be a lot healthier for you to eat. Well, how easy is that? especially for kids, because don't you think it's ironic that most kids don't like skin on a cucumber or an apple or, you know, things like that? Like they're naturally telling you that they don't like that. It turns out that that's a healthy avenue or healthier avenue than eating it with the skin. Very interesting, but we won't listen to the kids. We just think that they're complaining little assholes, right? So today's podcast is like, you know, if you just get in good conversation with people, not in the same conversation with same people all the time, you can see that, you know, a lot of what we know is regurgitated information. But because people continually want to be somebody who comes up with the latest and greatest thing, I think this is what confuses most people in life. Because, you know, we have great systems, but people just want to keep changing the shit out of future progress. Well, sometimes we just need to rely on what we know is a really solid base and make subtle adjustments and not major adjustments. Because those major adjustments I see when they do happen is that that's typically where the wheels have come off the bus. Because those major adjustments really, really don't work the majority of the time. So go get in great conversation. And when it comes to nutrition and diet, 
and the fuel that you're putting in your body. Stop and look at that. If you're putting fucking crackers in your body still, if you're shoveling all this shit in your body, ice cream and all this kind of stuff, like just think, it's like, yes, you might want to have a little bit of mouth pleasure sometimes, but then you can't sit there and complain about being unhealthy or fat or anything along these lines or low energy and all these things because like this is the problem is a lot of shit like that.